The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. I'm talking about straining for that logo on the side of your helmet and not the name on your back. Yes, sir. Because we know what it represents. It represents everybody here you see and everybody you can't that we've talked about. I'm here to strain with you, man. I swear to God I'm here to strain with you. Let's go. Everything you got, strain with everything you got. Let's go. Bills on three. One, two, three. Bills. You're listening to the Off Tackle with John Fetus Show with your host, Joe Miller. Well, what is going on, everybody? Welcome. Welcome, everybody, into the Off Tackle with John Fetus Show, brought to you by the Market Dominator team on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network. Presented by Picasso's Pizza. Treat yourself to the most flavorful pizza on game day. Picasso's. We are Buffalo Pizza. Shipping local and nationwide. Order online at picassospizza.net. Everybody, my name is Joe Miller. I'm the host of this year wonderful show. You can find me on Twitter at Joe Miller Wired. That over there, the man of the hour. Actually, you're not this time. You're, you're just the co-host today. But that over there is John Fina. John, how you doing tonight? I'm doing great. Happy to be the co-host tonight with you two co-hosts one special guest one special guest as he cracks his beer but uh before we get to the the guest of honor the 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 reason that we're here this evening for this show uh let's go ahead and real quick just uh get get a word in from our sponsor the market dominator everybody john spascheck strategy strategy block block vision get your vision up balance foot back head up Yeah, these are some of the strategies my good friend John Fina used to dominate on the field when he was playing for our great Buffalo football team. And these are some of the things that I use in real estate to dominate as the market dominator and also the proud sponsor of the John Fina Show hosted by Joe Miller. So if you want to win in the real estate market, It's going to be important to bring good vision so you can see what's out there. Good balance of the market. Folks, strategy is critical, and this is what we do. We educate, we advocate, we negotiate, and we dominate. So if you want to win the way our football team is, you call me directly, 716-570-3298. Let's go, Buffalo! Let's go, Bills, everybody, as we say every single week. If you are in the market to buy a home or sell a home, please do yourself a favor. Do us a favor, me and John a favor. Call John Spascheck and the Market Dominator team at 716-570-3298. He can help you in western New York or any place in the country. John, are you ready? I'm ready. We already got a super chat. I mean, people are just yoked for this show. Uh, I didn't even catch that. Mark Johnson with the super chat. I, I was on a different screen. Uh, Mark, thank you so much for being a part of the show. He says, "Evening, fam. Much love and go Bills." Mark, go super- Bills. Mark Johnson. And Mark, Mark Johnson, by the way, is the creator of the uh, JF70 T-shirts. If I'm not mistaken. <laughs> so, if you're looking for a JF70 T-shirt, reach out to Mark Johnson. But uh, yeah, the, the, we want to uh, go ahead and uh, bring in our special guest right now as I'm working through and switching backgrounds and doing all kinds of crazy stuff. But ladies and gentlemen, we want to welcome the show to the program, Josh Allen's father, Joel Allen. Mr. Allen, how are you tonight? I'm doing great. Doing great. How are you guys doing? I'm doing fantastic. Just great. 
so pleased well, good. that I was able to, yeah, so pleased I was able to put you in that headlock in Kansas City and tell you you had to come on my podcast or I'd just be reduced to tears. Oh, happy to do it. Happy to be here. Honored. Thank you for asking me. I appreciate that. So, so what's the weather like out where you are? Because in Buffalo, it's been dreamy the last week or so. I would say it's low 70s here. It gets a little yeah. bit cool at night, but very comfortable. Yeah, that's exactly and how it is. It's it's. Yeah, I wish it was raining, Sorry. but it's not. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been it's been about the same here, but it's about to change for us. Which I I believe you're coming into the town into town for this game, right? So you're coming in, in the, for, the, for the Packers game. I am. We're coming in Friday night, uh, having dinner with the family at Hutch's, and looking forward to a, a good weekend of football and friends and family and let's go let's go bills that's awesome awesome go bills is exactly right so let's not uh, let's not waste any time here john uh so let let's start here you know the buffalo bills community uh and bills mafia kind of at large we're, we're i would say that we're very unique as it pertains to fan bases um and dare i say that you know i feel like we can a lot of times spot a fraud early you know but josh he just fits in so incredibly well. And truthfully, you know, you and LaVon, your wife LaVon do as well. It's amazing how you guys have just kind of like become a part of us. Like just you've, 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 you've like stitched yourselves in perfectly. What is it about Buffalo that is connected so strongly with, with the Allen family? Well, first of all, I think Josh, you've probably seen the t-shirts built for Buffalo. That couldn't be any more mm -hmm. true. Uh, he epitomizes the, the Buffalo hardworking blue collar, it, even though Buffalo's kind of a bigger place, it's got that small town ment mentality like Wyoming or Fireball or Reed. You know, he's always uh, been a part of a, a smaller community. Uh, I think he'd be like a fish out of water if he would have been drafted by the Jets. But, you know, we love everything about Buffalo. We love the culture. We love the people. I mean, it's like one big family everywhere you go. Somebody's sporting a, a Bill shirt. And uh, it, every time we mm -hmm. go back, it's like we're going home. I mean, it, it's a special place. Yeah, it's uh, J uh, Josh has often talked about that as far as just the the size of it. Is is Fireball one of those communities where they rally around the high school team a lot? Like everybody, because in Buffalo now everybody's wearing Fireball hoodies. Like everybody's wearing those now. Is that how it is in, in Fireball with just your guys' local football team there? It is. It is. I, I, Friday night, half the town's there supporting the the youth team and. Uh, it, it's it's a special place. It's home. It's small. There's only ten thousand people that live here, but I think that's where Josh got his uh, that mentality. Where you know he just he loves the the smallest of the the community, and you know he, he same thing could be said about Buffalo and and just the just the special place that it is. And we're just we're honored and we're privileged to be a part of Western New York. And uh, I always look forward to going back. Yeah, we're privileged to have you. We have our uh, second super chat of the evening from Pamela. Pamela, thank you so much for being a part of the show. She's, uh, she wants to know, Joel, are you going to sing for us this evening? <laughs> Maybe well, to close out the show? or You never know, right? <laughs> Joel, you could just How burst into the song at any moment. I'm going to be, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm be honest with you. John out. sings every out, right? John sings every show. The word is out. The word is definitely out. But John sings. Maybe we can get you guys to duet. Okay. Uh, you know, okay. I, I could I could play, I could play second fiddle to you, Joel. <laughs> you know that that kind of uh, that, that that kind of leads me to a question that really wasn't on our list that we were going to ask sure. you. You know, you obviously you know you just don't belt out tunes like that. So you know, was it was it your family goal? Did you raise your kids to have kind of this well-rounded approach to life uh, with respect to athletics and obviously? you know, farming, the farming community, you know, w was that a goal to, to open your kids' eyes to the rest of the world and, and just show them what, what, what else there is out there? Absolutely. Absolutely. We wanted the kids obviously to be well-rounded. They were in karate, they were in piano, they were in swimming, mm. boxing, karate. Um, we did it all and we got, they had an opportunity to kind of choose what fit their personalities or what their passion was. And, and they were busy 24-7. We were, weren't parents that were going to sit around and just watch your kids play video games. Uh, if they weren't working on the farm, they were they were out doing something uh, productive. And that's that was our goal, just to keep them busy. Because, you, as, as you all know, Idle Hands are the devil's workshop. And yep. we just, Playground. that was our premise. And, <laughs> and I, think it, I think it worked out pretty good. So, 
So are you are you still actively? I don't think anybody's ever asked Josh this, Josh this question. Are you still actively? You just you said you're wishing it was raining. Are you still actively a farmer? Are like are you still vocationally oh, yeah. a farmer? Wow. I am. I am. I, I feel like I'm starting all over again because uh, we just ventured into a, a pistachio project, and uh, it's it's been a fun process. But you know you have to wait five years before you see any production. But we still have mm. small grains, cantaloupes. Um, you know, the water situation hasn't really been a good one here in the last couple of years. So we've kind of had to sit on the sidelines. We've had insurance policies in place that had to kick in. But but we're mm -hmm. we're praying for a wet winter so we can get back in the game and, and start gotcha. doing what we love to do. Gotcha. Well, if anybody in the comments are the praying type, then you know how to pray for uh, California out there and the Allen, fa Allen family. We've got another super chat from Chuki Wuki, uh, which is a wonderful name. Uh, Love Buffalo flying in from Australia in November for the Browns and Vikings game. It's his second home now. I think uh, Joel and the Allen family, obviously, this is their second home as well. You talked a little bit uh, just about Josh and them doing all kinds of stuff, your kids and being, you know, just doing a lot of things. Um when you when you think of Josh as a youngster, right, and you think about his dreams, and you think about, and we, we've all heard the stories just about how every it seemed like every time he was 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 looking to take the next step, there was a roadblock. You know, I I, I think one of the one of the the hardest things for me to watch was the or hear about was the story when he went to Derek Carr's uh, quarterback camp and he got put basically in the crowd of kids that were less talented, right? So he didn't get to be with kind of like the elite talents. How do you stop a dream like that? Like, what was it about Josh and how did you encourage, how did you stay on board just with, with him dreaming so big and just having such a huge appetite to reach his goal? How did you encourage that? How did you stay with that? If, if that makes sense. Well, Josh to this day wears a, bracelet on his wrist that says Nigu, which means never, ever give up. And I think mm. that's been his premise ever since he was a little guy. I mean, he was a, a fiery competitor who never liked to lose. And I think when somebody challenged him or told him that he couldn't do it, as you can see on the field, he's going to try to prove you wrong. And that's that's that was what he did in every sport. I don't care if it was swimming or baseball or, or basketball. He wanted to be the best and he hates to lose. Mm. And I think that's what makes him the fierce competitor that he is. I, I saw that at, at a young age at, I'm going to say, four years old. I knew he was off the charts uh, talented. And so as a dad, you have to do everything you can to, uh, to get that talent exposed by going to camps, personal trainers, and, and all of the above. And so I, I, I think, uh, for the most part, Josh uh, just has that mindset, that mentality that, you know, you, you prove me wrong, and I'm, I'm going to prove you right, you know. Love it. How, how did um... – you know, how did you and LeVon kind of cope with that balance of, you know, you keep pushing in the face of disappointment, you know, when, you know, doubt can creep into parents' minds. You know, we, we've gone through this with our son at UCLA, you know, where you hit those roadblocks. And as a parent, you really have to, you know, balance the amount of push and support with a little bit of realism. I mean, did doubt ever creep into your mind and LeVon's mind as you were watching him you know, grow and then get a setback and then grow and get a setback. Did, how did you manage that? I just positive reinforcement. And I always knew that Josh was going to be a next level player, um, mm. whether it was going to be the NFL, but I knew that D1 was definitely on the horizon. You know, Josh, uh, a lot of, you know, our, our family motto is APO, adjust, persevere, overcome. And he applies that to every situation, even to this day. But he didn't give up. Take, he kept. Sorry, yeah, sorry, John's taking he kept notes. Putting uh, <laughs> the emails out there, and and I even called the uh, offensive coordinator for the Ohio State Buckeyes because, believe this or not, he married a gal from Fireball. So I thought, hey, let, why would it hurt? I'm going to send him uh, uh, his huddle tape, and and he never got back to me. So mm. I guess his loss, but it worked out for the best. Wyoming was a, a was a great landing spot for him, and. Just love everything about the program and uh, and go pokes. Yeah, it's it's. I love already the phrases and the things that you're saying as far as adjust, persevere, o overcome the bracelet that Josh has. And my family is a family of faith as well. And you know, 
you're you know you, you don't have to worry and strive and, and seek a platform because your gifts will make room for you like there's a lot of just sayings that we kind of came up what there was a time there had to be a time you, you said a second ago you always knew that you know, maybe not the nfl but you knew that josh was was bound for great things when was where was the time when was the time can you tell us the story of the time when you saw something in him that others couldn't see but it was obvious four years old uh, he was four year old four uh, kid and uh his hand-eye coordination was just off the charts and i i probably coached 45 different teams that my kids were involved in it was it was always a pleasure having my team because he could get out there and demonstrate what to do maybe what not to do and and I just knew that he was special. And his brother was mm. special, too. They were just uh, gifted beyond uh, the imagination. And uh, they made my job easier when it was coaching. But but I knew in my heart, and I think he did, too, that there was going to be a place for him somewhere um, if somebody gave him a chance. And fortunately, Wyoming did. All he, need was, all he needed was a stage. And so he got that opportunity and made the most of it. It's mm, so good. You know, Tell us, a, tell me a little bit about your draft experience. I know, you know, in the airport we had talked about you had taken some visits and things of that nature. But the the actual moment, you know, when when you got the call and you you saw the trades happening, you know, where were you and and what was who was with you and and what kind of uh, what kind of emotions were you going through at that time? Oh gosh, it seemed like it was yesterday, but it was actually what five years ago now. Um, we were in the green room and coach bowl and Jordan Palmer and grandma and grandpa and my wife and a couple other family members were in there. And, 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 you know, we thought there was a chance for him to go with the Cleveland Browns number one overall selection. So the phone kept ringing, but it was actually my brother-in-law calling my mother-in-law and <laughs> Mary, turn your phone off. <laughs> it didn't happen just once, but twice. Cause Chris was anxious about, hey, has he been selected? Has he been drafted? Uh, but when the phone call finally came from Buffalo, and that was that was a surreal moment. That was something that I'll never forget. And I just remember hugging Josh and just, we did it. We did it. Now it's time to take the bull by the horns. Let's go kick some booty. And, um, and yeah, it's, it's been just a uh, remarkable uh, experience. And, and I know a lot of dads would like to trade places with me. I don't take it for granted. Believe me, it's, it's been a fun ride. It, at what point do you tell, like, turn on NFL Network, and then you'll know, right? It's <laughs> turn the television on, and you'll know when he gets gets drafted. Yep. Um, it's it's funny because Josh has no, gone from being, you know, yeah, that was a great day. Yeah, and and this guy, John, did John tell you his draft story? Did did you get that no. in the airport at all? John, you got please share your, your draft. Story. You might have. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? Another time, Joel. This weekend, I'll tell you. I think I told it on the show. I don't want to bore our listeners. We've got you with us. I've got my JA17 shirt on, so we'll stick with the topic at hand. Oh, you know, yeah. I, I wanted. To, yeah, I, I hope you have one of these from Del Reed in 26 shirts. I mean, this is the bomb. I do not. If he's out, I do not. Uh, well, he ought to. He ought to do a special run for the Allen family, for God's sakes. Uh, I'm down. Del, I'll are wear. you listening, Del? <laughs> Uh, so, you know, <laughs> you went from the draft, right? Okay, dream moment, the tears are flowing, the excitement, and, you know, I'm constantly reminded on Twitter about the stable of wide receivers we had in Buffalo when Josh got there. And uh, I, as a fan, was like, oh, my God. You know, I, I, I was – I don't have the receipts on Twitter, but I was happy when Josh was picked. I told you that in the airport. But – the evolution of Josh and the staff and accumulating the talent around him, you know, was, was there ever any time where, you know, the, his rookie year was pretty challenging and w was he frustrated or was there just this, this belief and did the communication come from leadership with the Buffalo Bills to say, be patient, we're going to build this team around you? Was there any kind of talk like that? There was, 100%. Yeah. Well, you know, because you played in the NFL, that it's a process. And you got to crawl before you walk, and Josh knew that. Mm. And there's going to be growing pains with, with, with every, whatever you do. And, and Josh, uh, obviously, his rookie year, everybody said it was bad. I don't think it was as bad as uh, people portray it to be because he, he did. He played his heart out, and you could see the, the glimmers of hope that, that we all had for him. 
And, you know, it's it, what we what are we in year five? Uh, yeah, it is year five. And so the progressions that he's made have been spot on and he's checked every box and he's getting it and, and he's playing at a high level. So but yeah, in order to get to that level, you're going to have to go through some growing pains. And we knew that. But with the support of his friends and family, we weren't going to let him get discouraged. And and he's uh, he's too confident for that. Let's put it that way. If, if I can help your argument about year one versus now, um, just because this is what I do, right? Podcasting, I've got three different shows. This is one of the ones that I get the honor and privilege to be a part of with John. Uh, but but facts or things that I know that maybe the random fan doesn't know. So Josh Allen's rookie season, uh, his, his wide receivers were Kelvin Benjamin, Robert Foster, Zay Jones. Uh, drop rate for Zay Jones was 50% on 100 targets, right? His offensive linemen, mm-hmm. of the nine offensive linemen in front of Josh Allen, his rookie season, seven of them in his second year were not even in the NFL. And Josh Allen still yeah. produced the way that he did. And you look at Josh in his progression – and when you look at something like this accuracy rate, Josh is a down the field thrower. And now he's having to take that underneath stuff, underneath stuff. And like his, his accuracy rates going up, people are holding on to the ball, but more importantly to year five, Josh is on pace this year. And obviously this is where it gets really surreal to have potentially mm-hmm. the greatest season a quarterback has ever had in the NFL, which is insane. But it's interesting because, you know, he's gone from being a first round project quarterback to arguably the best quarterback in football as a parent. How do you wrap your mind around that? <laughs> it, it never gets old. You know, again, he has such a big support group, and we're all 100% behind him. And and it, we don't take it for granted, because I know as well as you do the NFL, things can happen. You know, you, you want your son yep. or anybody to have a long, luxurious uh, career, but you, you can't guarantee the future but you know like uh, you said at the airport we're living our best moment right now and, and we are and you know josh is having an amazing season and and I'm, I'm so proud of him and i'm proud of the way he conducts himself not just on the field but off the field and and it's just uh it's been an amazing experience and and i'm i, I speak for the whole family that you know it, you know we're going to be there till till the very end and hopefully that's another 15 years so but yeah very proud of him right well, I can tell you that uh, he does represent exceedingly well. And I think, you know, there's always that concern, not about Josh, but when you bring players in, you know, you want them to represent the team, but the community and the city and everything. And we're really very appreciative. Honestly, we get to we get to point to our guy and we don't have to ignore any foibles. You know, we really feel like uh, he's delivering on all fronts and his availability with the fans and, and engagement has been outstanding with the community. We, we, we couldn't have asked for more and we're, we're so happy. I, I want to ask you a little bit, you know, I, I'm kind of the run run game coordinator of this show. Uh, <clears throat> I break down the runs from time to time for our, our fan base and from your perspective and probably more importantly, from Levon's perspective, you know, the philosophy of our running game, I'd like to hear your comments about that. And then when you're watching, do you get the arm grab from Levon when Josh is running <laughs> in open space and he decides to vault over another guy? And then I think the dovetail question, it's a three-part question. Three I'm not part. shy. Uh-huh. Uh, did uh, Somebody said in the comments, and I actually want to know this, was part of Josh's youth athletic career running hurdles? Because in auto. Ben <laughs> no no one it was not in fact he ran very little in high school it mm. it just kind of blossomed and uh, when he went to junior college he just he got big he got fast he, he grew three inches and and uh, but I I do remember he did jump somebody in Reedley College that was like his first jump we talked about that but but yeah, we kind of hold our breath every time he does that, and uh, I, I think Coach McDermott probably frowns upon it as well. But you know, but that's what makes him a special player. That's what makes him uh, the other players gravitate to him because if he's willing to do something like that, he's he's going to win at all costs. And that's that's my son. He hates to lose, and but unfortunately, that's part of his game, and and he's going to surprise us once in a while with that. So just got to embrace it. Yeah, that's it's there's there's something about the innate character of the man, um, 
and it just resonates with who we are as far as Buffalonians. And I'm a son of Buffalo, and John obviously is, you know, Bill's Mafia for life for being, you know, for being here for 10 years. There's, there's just something about the culture and the nature of this town that just resonates and works so well with his story as far as, you know, you might not think much of me right now, but you don't know anything about me and you're about to find out. And that just, that story parallels with Josh, like Buffalo and Josh so well. Uh, it's 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 almost spooky as far as how well it resonates between the two of them. Uh, fun question, kind of a, as an aside, Josh is just, there's, there's media folks and there's talent out there that talk about Josh and people say it a lot on television that he might be the most athletic and like talented quarterback that has ever played football. Were you an athlete growing up, Joel? I was. I was. I wasn't so much a, uh, a football player, but I was a swimmer. In fact, my little claim to fame was when I was nine years old, I got recognized as having uh, the best 50-yard freestyle time in the nation. And I, I was good at swimming. I didn't really like it. I, but that was, that was my, my athletic career. But I did play basketball. I, I wanted to play football my senior year, but uh, an unfortunate thing happened. I had a weightlifting accident, and I, I broke both my wrists. And I, I never went to the doctor. And so I, I couldn't throw a football, let alone shake your hand. And so, I mean, to this day, I mean, they, they don't really bend too good. I mean, they work. But, but I actually cut my uh, cast off my senior year so I can play basketball and swim. And then I've had multiple surgeries. And But, yeah, I, I wanted to be uh, a quarterback, but I couldn't quite. Josh is kind of completing that journey for me. So, <laughs> That's fantastic. He's, I, I didn't mean to laugh when you said that, but uh, <clears throat> story from my youth, uh, I <clears throat> sprained my ankle pretty bad. My father's an orthopedic surgeon, and he put me in a cast. And uh, I said, Dad, I, after about four weeks, I'm like, I need this cast off. And he said, no, you need two more weeks. I said, I need this cast off. He said, no. And I went out in the shed, and I cut it off. I got the handsaw. Oh, wow. I, I cut my my cast off. He was mad as hell. But yeah, yeah just like, like you. I, like, yeah, yeah, you don't want to be restrained. Like, don't hold me back. You can't put it. Can't cast me for too long. Well, Forget that. It's your it's your senior year. You know your last hurrah. So yeah, but yeah. That I had aspirations of playing at the collegiate level, but. I had to wear the cast for almost two years, and it was uh, it was a kind of a long, drawn-out process. So, yeah. Joel, did you grow up on the farm too? Was this family business that you that you moved into, or was this uh, a venture yours? I, I uh, technically, I am the third generation farmer, and yes, uh, our family lived on the farm. We did all the the chores. I mean, moving pipe and chopping cotton and all the other things associated with our business. So it, it really taught us a good work ethic. And my dad was a, a former Marine. So you can imagine the, uh, yeah, he, he cracked that whip quite a bit, but, but we uh, tried to instill those values in our kids and, and, but they were, uh, they were part of the farm. They did the move in the pipe, they drove tractors, but in the summertime, they were involved in a lot of camps and they were involved in a lot of, uh, other activities, Cal Ripken baseball was big and fireball, and they were actually on the swim team. It was a program that I ran for 14 years, and so I just want them, I wanted them to have a well-balanced uh, athletic career and options, and so I, I think we accomplished that. They, they they weren't sitting around. They were 24-7 sports, and it was it was so much fun. I, I miss those days, and I'll cherish them. Yeah, it's, it's, it's funny because so much of how we're raised and my mom is in the comments my mom watches this show like every single week uh so like literally she, she she's telling you congratulations this is my mom she says congratulations joel farming creates character um and uh what's, what's interesting is you know the way that we're raised and the way that we're brought up defines so much of who we are and how we carry things out right so for me i remember being in little league baseball and wanting to quit and my dad was like no 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 you made a commitment and the fact that you made a commitment means that you're going to go even if you don't play or whatever or don't want to play, you're going to go because you've made a commitment to the other guys on the team. And that mm -hmm. story goes on to my daughter. So I have a, my youngest daughter, Addison, was playing soccer at a very young age and she wanted to quit. And the reason that she wanted to quit was because she didn't want to go to practice because the practice took her away from her friends. And it was oh, a gosh. little bit of a 
yeah, it was a little bit of a tift between me and my wife because there was like my wife was like, if she doesn't want to play, then just that's fine. And I was like, no, no, no. She made a commitment. Right. And what's funny is like, so I made her continue to go. I was like, you're going to go to the game. You're going to sit on the sideline and I'll bring a bag carry, but you're going to wear your uniform. Dude, one quarter didn't go by. And she was like next to me because I was the coach. And she was like, Dad, I want to play. I want to go in. And she went in, scored a goal. And it was all down there, downhill from there. But all that to kind of say this. You're talking about expectations, right? And you're talking about just uh, things that you have ingrained into your children, not only Josh, but all of your kids and things that were ingrained in you by your father, who was a military man, a, a former Marine. What are some of those overarching, if you can think of them, just expectations that were just there, whether spoken or just, you know, assumed that, that they were going to follow? Well, I think because our kids were around us so much, you know, I coached them so much. Not so much the little things that I told them, which I always had these little quirking, quirky uh, statements or sayings, and and but just my mannerisms, I guess, and and how we, how I interact with my wife, and how we uh, just showed and displayed a lot of emotion for each other. We developed a good, good family unit, a strong family unit, and that's one thing that I think you talked about legacy. That's one thing that I want to have my kids carry on with their families because, you know, we. We lived out in the country, and so they didn't really have a lot of neighbors to, to play with. So there was that interaction 24-7 with our kids, and so they had to get along, and, and we did everything with them. I mean, we went to Disneyland, we boating, skiing, you name it, we were there, and we were together for 18 years, And but I, I think they got that sense of a family, and, and, and uh, so that's, that's why Buffalo is such a, a great place, because you go there, and it's, it's all family. And it's hardworking, mm -hmm. blue-collar people, like I said, and and we love it. Western New York is uh, it's a place to be. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. So awesome. You know, I, I got a I got a quitter story just like yours, Joe. My dad, I told him I wanted to quit of sport. I can't remember what it was. And he said, sure, quit. Go ahead. You know, quitting is a habit. You quit this time, it'll get easier. You can quit again. It gets easier and easier. And then yep. guess what? You're you're a quitter. You know? And I was like, damn, yep. I'm no quitter. <laughs> but battling, that's also a habit. Dude, you know. Your daughter, your daughter is actually in the comments section, Mimi Fina, and she said, yeah. Yeah. So apparently, she wanted to quit soccer too. <laughs> yes, she did. Yeah. <laughs> and dad said the same thing Joe Miller said. Yeah. You made a commitment. You made a commitment. That's right. <laughs> That's nice that, uh, that, that, that we're still out there, us dads, right? And moms too. Uh, my wife was like, Uh uh, you don't quit. You may not like it. You don't ever have to do it again, but you're going to finish this damn season. Right. Speaking oh, of yeah. finishing yeah, I, I, the season, uh, go ahead. Go ahead, you know, Joel, you go ahead. I want to hear your comment. Oh, just I never really had to push my kids uh, to want to do things, you know, as far as athletics and FFA or whatever was involved in our high school. And uh, quitting was never really on the radar for them. They just, just seemed to enjoy interacting with the friends and and you know the competition obviously and and uh but yeah that was never really a a, a problem for us or so i guess i was lucky in that sense 
So for everyone in the comments that uh, doesn't know, FFA is Future Farmers of America. So that's pretty damn cool. Yep. Um, so I, I was kind of uh, leading into, you know, finishing strong. And, you know, you've got a fan base here in Buffalo that has gone through a pretty painful drought with a, law, a litany of inadequate quarterbacking and some really horrific head coaching and leadership. So, you know, we can't help it. I can't help it. I was part of two Super Bowls, and there were four in a row. I think you heard about them. You know, it creeps oh, yeah. into our mind every day. You know, we can't help it. It it penetrates our skulls every day, the prospect of coming home in February as Super Bowl champions. So how? tell us a little bit about – how does that feel for you? Like, are you trying to, like, cram that down a little bit? Or where is that notion in your head, Joel? I, well, I try not to overthink it. I mean, you think about the possibilities. Uh, of course, we're having a really good season. You know, and, and Coach McDermott, he preaches that every every game. We're going to go 1-0 this week. And, and that's kind of how I approach it, too. But in the back of my mind, I think we've got the team – to where we can get there and you know, I get goosebumps and I get chills thinking about being on that field and and I'll I guarantee you I'll be the most emotional guy there because I'm I'm a big baby when it comes to my children um I but yeah know. I was watching I'm a baby <laughs> but all the confetti coming down and I was just kind of picturing myself uh that would be pretty cool that would be really cool and, and it's close for us it's Arizona which is that's like a hour plane flight from Fresno so my dude lives in Arizona. Yeah, it's uh, two hours for me. Yeah, that's right. It's that's it's funny right. because it's be, when you when you break that down when you break down just the the notion and and I totally get it. It's 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 not the same thing. But I know you've got a daughter. Um, it, since I had my first daughter, I can't watch. I can't go to a wedding and watch the daddy daughter dance because literally immediately it's visions of me having that dance with my firstborn child, and it's like. Instant tears. So literally, oh. daddy-daughter dance for, for 15 years since my daughter was born. When the daddy-daughter dance happens at any wedding, I leave, and my wife makes fun of me for it every time. All that to say this: when you think about it, yeah. where does your mind go when 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 words like NFL MVP or Super Bowl champion are? And I know you said that like I try not to get ahead of myself, but we're inching closer and closer to those things becoming a reality this year of all the years, the bills, are the best team in football period is it's gotta be just amazing to like NFL MVP, Josh Allen, Super Bowl champion, potentially right. Josh Allen, like where does your head go? Oh gosh. Uh, I, yeah, I, I embrace it. I, again, there's so many dads that would love to be in my shoes and, you know, uh, we, we've actually talked about this when he was a little kid, you know, and it, he slept with a football and said, Dad, I'm I'm gonna win the Super Bowl one of these days. And uh and but you know, when they're four or five saying that, you're like, Okay, well, that's a that's a good dream, son. And but now when it's uh, getting close to being reality, you yeah, you just uh you gotta sit down and you gotta kinda take a deep breath and wow, this is really happening. This is uh this is a moment that that could very well happen and uh i I get excited when I think about it and um again I, I I look forward to all that confetti coming down on the field and, and Josh raising that uh, trophy above his head. I mean, I, again, we got to go one and zero every week, but, but yeah, that's, uh, that's going to be a great moment if and when it comes. But, but how do you, how do you temper those expectations? Like for me, John and I talked about this when we, when we were working through the questions, right. You know, John is a former NFL player. He's got the pedigree. So for him, with his sons, John's six foot five. He played at 305 pounds. Like, there's an expectation. My sons are going to play at the college level because, and my daughters are as well, which they have. And there's going to be phone calls because NFL teams and franchises love that NFL pedigree. My my kids, there's none. So like, my youngest daughter taught herself how to do backflips and tumble. And like what was like begged the world to be a gymnast. And we were like, baby, you're going to be way too tall. So like I had to like temper her expectations. You're in my boat, right? Like, like for, for there, there was nobody before you, before Josh, it was like doing what the things that he was dreaming of doing. How do you temper those expectations with reality? 
Well, he again, he's a diamond in the rough, and you know he couldn't draw from my NFL experience. So I, I really don't have any advice for him as far as how to handle the, uh, the whole journey to that. But you know, all I can do is be there to support him and and just give him a hug mm-hmm. after every game. And, and, and you know, I've been to every game, so I I like to. Uh, I mean, I love football to begin with, but I just I love watching my son out there, and and I think he gets a sense of comfort knowing that I'm in the stands and, and knowing that he's going to have an opportunity to to talk to me after the game and vice versa. Um, but yeah, we we, uh, we we've got a pretty good bond, and we've always had a good bond, and and I yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited about uh, the possibility, and I know he is too. And but again, you got to keep working hard, and you know, hey, Green Bay Packers. Oh, do we lose him? Oh, yeah, Green Bay. We, we probably need to do a couple of reads, right? Is that why you're holding that up? <laughs> <laughs> I got to gotta give the nod to our sponsors every yeah, now and again. So the, the, Joe, Joel's frozen camera was the moment, so we might as well. We might as well talk about House Capital <laughs> right bad. now, shouldn't we? Yes, we should. We should. I mean, Brian Belser's my guy. I'm going to see him on Sunday. I can't wait to see you, Brian. And, hey, if you guys, if you're looking to buy a house, everyone has a guy. You might need some work done on your roof. Everybody's, you know, got a guy. You need a farmer? We got Joel. You need an inspection? I got someone. And when you're looking to get your financing together, Brian Belser from House Capital Corporation can be your guy. They help make the mortgage process simple, hassle-free, and understandable. As if that were possible, he gets it done anyway. At House Capital... Their preferred relationships with some of the top lenders give you the edge up in getting the financing that you need. Take it to the house with House Capital. House, a registered mortgage broker in New York State, defined by financial services, all loans are interested. Third party friends, equal housing opportunity, House Capital, 500 per state, NMLS, 1549644. That's pretty you're good. Realizing right now, you're, yeah, you're realizing right now, Joel, that we're a bunch of goofballs. This show is about being, just being goofballs. And we have another super chat that's actually covering up half of Joel's face now. Yeah, sorry, Joel, lift your head up a little higher. So, if, if Joel, he says, if a bearded dude with an Aussie accent shoves a beer in your face, I think he's asking, like, what beer would it be, like, that you would want? Which, So go ahead. If you if, if somebody's going to give you a beer, what would it be? A Foster's. I would, I would a love Foster's. a Foster's. Yep. A Foster's beer. Uh, so yep. he says, please excuse or please accept my preemptive apology. So he's going, I think he's hoping to meet you and give you one. Uh, and he says, this is awesome. Yep. <laughs> Fireball just sounds like a country or a, a country like like Australian township, right? Fireball sounds like it belongs in uh, in, in Australia that, that you would fit in right down there. It, it, it does. Chuki is from uh, just outside of Canberra, Australia, and I've been there, and I would wow. say it reminds me of the Central California area. So, Chuki, I'm going to come, and I'm going to have a twoies with you. So... Uh, get ready. I want to come back to Australia. That's that's a that's a hell of well, a trip. I think we've got to drink from a shoe or a boot, right? Isn't that the tradition? The Australian tradition. <laughs> Are pass. you willing to do I'm that, not- John? <laughs> it better be it's gonna be my own damn shoe or my own damn boot, because <laughs> Joe Miller's feet. Oh hell no. <laughs> when have you ever seen my feet? All I know is it's winter in Buffalo nine months a year. You guys got shoes on all the time. It's gotta be horrifying. I wear flip flops seven months of the year. Oh, you and me both. Fuck. You and me both. I'm I'm a flip flop so, guy. Sorry, Joel. The show is almost always like this. Joe Joel. just can't restrain himself. Joel no. is my man. Flip <laughs> flop brother. Love it. So yes, that's the. <laughs> so let's 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 pause for a moment and get into some interesting stuff for me. And one of those things is Josh let it slip uh, a couple times in, a, in in some interviews that you used to do mock post-game press conferences with him. I would I would love to know some of the – because he does the presser thing so well. I would love to know just some of those questions and then how you would correct him if he answered you wrong. But, yeah, give, go ahead, John. Well, but first of all, did you do a radio voice when you did the interviews? Because if you did that then, you got to do it now too. Well, sort of. I mean, I pretend like I was an ESPN – analyst uh from the sidelines and we didn't have a pop Warner program in our uh, local community so we had to drive to las Vegas, which which is about 30 miles away and so we had a lot of time on the way home and so i thought you know let's be productive with this so i i would ask them mock questions uh 
but how the game went and what do you think your uh, strengths were, weaknesses. And so they would give answers and I would critique them. But I always made sure that they put their teammates first. Or, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to thank the coaches for, you know, the brilliant play calling. And I got to thank my line for doing such an amazing job. And so that's kind of always uh, made sure that uh, he thanked everybody first, you know. Mm. That, was, uh, that was the end game anyway. What were the corrections if he answered incorrectly? Oh, Josh! Just uh, Josh, we got to do this again. We got to we got to go over this again. You, you're going to get it right, and so it was it was repetition, and you know it got to the point where it said, "Dad, okay, we're, do we really have to do this on the way home?" Said, "You're going to thank me one of these days, son." And so, but we we just did it over and over and over and over again because I, and deep down in my heart, I I thought, you know, this is going to come into play, you know. And so I I don't know what possessed me to do that, but I just felt like I had to. It's funny because he's doing the Kyle Brandt's basement thing, which I'm sure you're watching. And oh, it's, yeah. I love it. It's it's obviously, as a Bills fan, it's riveting to me. Uh, and uh, I want him to open up because it's not a traditional interview format. So I want him, I want to see a piece of just <laughs> Josh in, in his basement on his couch talking to whoever. And But he still he still does a very good job of answering properly, which I appreciate because I don't want to give the other team bullet for material oh, yeah. either. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Kyle Brand, he's but, a, he's you know, as team. long as you give them the material earlier in the week, you know, then they, it doesn't, it doesn't last all the way to Sunday. So if you, if you give them that motivator on Monday, you know, by the time Sunday comes, it's, they've forgotten about it. You oh, can't yeah. keep that fever level of anger for too long. <laughs> No, that's a that's good fun. show. They do they do a good job. Just as you guys hey. do. Well, thank you. Thanks, Joel. Joel, I, I got a question for you. You know, in my in my head, I you know, I'm constantly reviewing the games that I played in and I'm always trying to kind of cram down my crappy plays and and keep a good strong memory of the good stuff that I did. But if you know, over the past four seasons you know, do you have plays that pop out or games that pop out to you that you'll just, you know, you'll always say, like, this is emblematic of Josh, and you, that memory just sticks with you, whether it's a throw or the game result or game management or anything of that nature. I know I know. there's a lot to choose from. Oh, so yeah. No. You, you could eat up the rest of the 15 minutes here. I could. I could. Oh, gosh. There's so many great memories, and... I, you know, I, I well, the, the play that really stands out to me, and I was there. It was his rookie season. And again, Josh doesn't get a lot of credit, but as you alluded to, uh, the receivers weren't really the caliber of receivers that we have now. But when he jumped over Anthony Barr, and oh, yeah. I saw the look of the Minnesota fans, and they're looking at me, and I'm, <laughs> he slowly won that crowd over. I mean, that's a pretty hostile environment, too. But that was a magical moment for, for Josh and his fan base and, and Buffalo that again, they just, they saw the, the willingness of him to put his body in the line and do what it took to win. And, and we won the game. And, but that was, that was a good moment. That was one of the better moments in my memory bank that I, that I like to lean on, but there's been a lot That's of awesome. good ones. Do you, I know you're at every game um, or at least almost every game. Have you missed a game? One of his professional great games yet? Uh, two years ago, I was 17 for 18, and all the games are played on the East Coast. Mm. And so that meant leaving gotcha. Friday, coming home Monday. And the one game that I missed was uh, my daughter had an engagement party at the house, and I always, <laughs> I always tease her about that. But, you know, we we have four children. They all have wants and needs, and we try to spread the love. And and this yep, year, yep. I'm, I'm six for six this year, so... Um, nice. Well, that it was leading into my next question. So, just is is it still father son moment after the game, whether you're there or not, where Josh is it wants to talk to the, about the game with dad? Not so much talk about the game because he's he's kind of wanting to get football out of his mind. He wants to mm. just kind of be. For instance, his last game, he just we hugged it out and good job, and then he wanted to talk about uh, where we're going to go for dinner the the following night. You know, because he. Uh, you know, because you, you got to give football a little break, and and I know it was kind of fresh in his mind, and I, I really don't like to yeah. talk about the game too much with him. And, but yeah, Smart. it's uh, it's always a, a good good thing to give him a hug, whether he wins or loses. Uh, you know, we've been on both ends of the spectrum, and but you just gotta gotta support 
got to show support when you can and just, you know, just tell them that you're there and, and you, and you love being there. So. Yep. This is uh, from Thomas Delos, uh, another super chat. J- Thomas, thanks for, so much for being a part of the show. I love this question. What what impact has Britt made on Josh's career? And Britt has been there. They've been dating since, is it middle school? No, I would say his first year of college at Wyoming. So oh, gotcha. It, I thought it was longer than that. Okay. Yeah, they've been together for a while. We, we love Britt, and, and she does uh, a, a really good job of managing or helping him manage and balance uh, all his – because Josh has a lot going on off the field too, and so it it yeah. takes a good woman to to kind of to keep him grounded and keep him uh, focused, and and she does a really really good job at that. And um, yeah, she's she's a wonderful person, and Josh is lucky to have her. So she's uh, arguably the uh, first lady of Buffalo right now. Uh, yes, one hundred percent, and she takes that role very seriously. So. <laughs> Well, job. Joe is complaining that she doesn't follow us on Twitter, but I, I was like, oh, Joe, it's okay. It's all right. I get it. You know, I mean, she's very busy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Totally not true. Yeah, she's she's got a lot going on. And, you know, they just completed their house, so they're they're decorating. They're getting everything situated with that. And so, um, yeah, yeah, she's, she's, uh, she's doing a good job. I'm proud of her. Because that's not easy being – um associated with josh because he's uh you know kind of kind of a big deal there in buffalo i guess so he takes it so he does so well though like when they go for ice cream like you hear the stories of when they're out and he's just both of them are so incredibly gracious just towards the fan base they just don't have that i'm going to use the word rock star mentality right that they're just above and better than everybody else they literally and it goes back to one of the questions we we talked about earlier just they want to be a part of the community which is just i think that's why it resonates so well it's oh yeah amazing. yeah they they're not pretentious they're not it's it's the same old kid from fireball and she's from fresno and so they're grounded they know where they come from uh, i won't let them forget where it came from but um yeah he's just he's just a 26 year old boy living his uh his his childhood dream and we we're just along for the ride and, and so is buffalo and wyoming and fireball he's got he's got a lot of support out there and uh, but again I'm, I'm very very proud of him john why don't you give us the read from q42 real quick i'm a little teary-eyed i don't know if i can get through it i i, I had memories of my mother when i got drafted you know she grabbed me by the wrists and she looked me in the face and she said i don't care if you're a buffalo bill that won't last forever you better damn well remember where you came from and uh, yeah. you know this is your family and this is the most important thing and when you said that, those those very words, you know, don't forget where you came from. I was kind of like, wow. All right. Well, <clears throat> thinking about my mom and uh, where I came from and how I love to eat and how I love to cook. I get the, sh- the shorter and shorter reads from Iman in Q42, Joe. And he actually wanted to extend a very special offer for this incredibly special show with Joel, Joel Allen. And if you go to q 42 barbecue.com for this week only and punch in the coupon code FINA show all capitals this week only you'll get double the discount wow 30 percent off 30 percent off i'm there so i'm there yeah iman aziz and uh, i am the bridge and que42 bbq.com FINA show 30 percent off we love you iman we love your products Thanks so much for sponsoring our show and being are, here with you're us. Getting me, you're getting me hungry. Well, that's we've got a couple more minutes left, and John is a, a big into cooking. My wife is big into cooking. Do you do you smoke foods? Do you barbecue? Do you grill? Like, what is your specialty? I do. I have a, a Traeger, and then I have a, a Blackstone, which I really like. Right. Uh, yeah, I cook everything on that. And my wife is a wonderful cook, and so she she uh, she takes care of me. I'm, I'm well fed and <laughs> same, but we, uh, you know, speaking of food in Buffalo, we just, we love the restaurants there. And I don't know if you guys have been to mother's. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. In Virginia place. Yeah. That was my first experience. <laughs> oh, there. We loved it. We loved it. Yeah. Oh. So we're, I'm open for suggestions. We're always looking to try new uh, restaurants in Buffalo. And so 
So uh, I guess th- this is a tough part of the show because I don't want to disparage restaurants, right? I don't want to like say something. And, oh, yeah. yeah. But, we get it. Uh, uh, we all know how Buffalonians are in their food. Um, so I'm guessing you've been to Mulberry, yes? Yes. I was there two weeks ago with Josh after the game and the meatballs. And it was yeah, oh, always, always spectacular, yeah. We get, and they're not on the menu, but their chicken wings are amazing. Um, obviously, you've had beef on Weck, uh, I'm sure. Yep. And then I, I know that Josh is a big fan of Barbell, so we know that you've been to Barbell. Um, what is that like? Like going out? I know it's a silly question. I couldn't even imagine going to Mulberry with Josh. Um, again, father son moment, and I'm, I'm glad that he wants me to come along. Uh, right. But it's it's good catching up with the you know talk to Tredavious White, and there are a couple other players there that I had an opportunity to talk to. But but no, it never gets old. Um, just uh, again embracing this this role this uh, job that I have as a father and and I just uh, I I'm pretty sure Josh likes having me around and I, I like being around him and so I always look forward to seeing him. Yeah, super good, super good, John. Well, hey, uh, what's your favorite dish at Hutch's? <laughs> well, I've only been there a couple times, uh, but the ribeye steak's pretty good. I'm a mm. big I'm a big meat guy. I don't know about you, but oh yeah, but yeah, it's it's oh, a, yeah. it's a great atmosphere. I mean, I, I like uh, they've got some pretty good crafted cocktails there, and so it's um, yeah, we've got gosh, almost thirty of us going there Friday night. Nice. Yeah. You don't want to tell people that. I know. <laughs> ah, I, oops. There we go. Oh god. There we go. I'll get told for that one. <laughs> Hey Joel, we used to have our uh, maybe. You know what? Did, does Josh ever say that they do this? So the offensive line, we used to fine each other. Like if you said something stupid, somebody would say that's five bucks. If you jumped off sides in practice, it was five bucks. In a game, if it was a ten yard penalty, it cost you twenty bucks. You were late for a meeting. So at the end of the year, I was accumulating all this money. And then about the end of November, early December, we'd have our offensive line dinner, and we'd have like. 2300 bucks in the kitty and we would descend on hutches and i always had to call hutch like a week in advance and say hey we're coming in thursday night i need extra the veal milanese i need the ribeyes and the guys would tell me what they wanted we took that back room and it was on every every offensive lineman was uh two appetizers two soups two entrees or three two salads, two or three bottles of wine. It was crazy. So does the offensive line still do that? Do they still raise money off each other for their stupidity and mistakes? I'm not sure about that, but I, I do know the quarterbacks get together. Uh, that's been kind of a tradition of theirs. And I want to say it's every Friday night, and they've, they've created a special bond. So they, uh, they been, Josh has been doing that ever since he's been in Buffalo, but I'm not quite sure about the, uh, the linemen. I'm sure they probably do something. I'll have to ask Dion when he responds to my uh, my DMs. <laughs> hey, you know, I know we're getting long in the tooth. Uh, I don't want to. Pam did this last time, Joel. Pamela put a uh, super chat in, and then Joe very insensitively closed the show and didn't address it. So we've we, we've got two that we have to address before okay. Joe really like cuts the fan base legs out and well we we can go a couple if joel is okay we can go two minutes late but yeah so devin c uh thank you so much for being a part of the show he wants to know if josh got his arms arm strength from throwing hay bales uh unfortunately not we didn't grow any alfalfa we uh but he got his arm strength from moving a lot of irrigation pipe let's put it that way the pipe probably weighed 100 pounds each and uh but you would need one person in each end to lift it up on the trailer and so he, he did a fair amount of that so i that's good. And if anybody has questions for, for Joel, feel free to throw them in the comment section now. Pamela, uh, thank you for so much for being a part of the show. Joel, can you come to the Mafia House on Sunday and be a costume judge and possibly sing ha-ha? So before yep. you answer that question, oh, he's already said yes. I was going to say, I'm you there. are no stranger to the Bills Mafia pregame shenanigans to include karaoke and being around. And I know that you've made your way around both O'Neal's and Prohibition. Like, people text me, they're like... Josh's dad is a prohibition. Oh, gosh. How'd you hear about that? (laughs) (laughs) You're a celebrity, Joel. I I just have one question. Pamela, uh, Buffalo Freddy asked me to be a judge, too. So do I get to be a judge alongside Joel, or did I just get my butt kicked to the curb? I just got to have some sort of 
you know, answer on well, that. Well, I think you saw me in action in Kansas City. Weren't, weren't you there? Oh, yeah, yeah. But as far as judging, I got asked to judge the costume competition. But now you've been asked, and I just want to know if I got to go cry in the corner. <laughs> because you're... But, so, uh, yeah, they don't expect you to sing, but we would love to love to hear you. Well, there will be a DJ there. There's been a DJ there the last couple of weeks. So do you, are you familiar with where the, the Mafia house is, Joel? I am not. So literally the main entrance where the Ad, Ad Pro Center is, so like when you when you turn in and then the, the big giant like domed area. So the Bill's Mafia house is like literally right there on the right on the fence. It's a big white house. It says oh, wow. Bill's Mafia house. Okay. Of it. The, yes. e the easier answer to this is Joe is going to send me a map and then I'm going to text it to you. <laughs> and apparently the contest is from 530 to 6 if you're not doing anything. And just so you know, <laughs> Jordan Poyer's dad hangs out with us. There's a lot okay. of different people that hang out there with us as well. So it's well, a, it's a it's a it's a good time. My wife is in charge of my uh, social uh, schedule, so I have to check with her. So <laughs> good man, <laughs> wise deferral. Oh god, that, yeah. that is a wise deferral. Uh, anything else you'd like to let us know before we uh, before we get you up on out of here? No, just uh, looking forward to Sunday. And uh, again, I don't think we need we don't want to take the pa Packers lightly. They're gonna. Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers, uh, so we got to go one and zero every week. And uh, but I, I think we're gonna have a big crowd. They're talking about a sellout, right? Oh, it's always sold out. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, yeah, that's not gonna be a problem. Yeah, yeah. The, so. the secondary market tickets are insane right now. Like they were talking about it on Twitter today. And as a season ticket holder, I was like, oh, like they're really expensive. And I saw them today, and I was like, that's a little, yeah, much. Like higher than. Oh, even really? That's yeah. Uh, well. Bills are pretty popular right now. The bills are pretty popular. And that's why I've been buying. So I bought in. They've been in my family, my tickets in 76. And I bought in in 97 when my grandfather couldn't go to the games anymore. And I lived through 17 years of not great football, right? For this moment. Right. This is like I invested for this moment. Yeah. So, yeah, there's not much for me to let go. But, yeah, it's going to be a good football game. Any? Do you do predictions at all? Um, I do. Uh -oh. Uh oh, I do. I'm writing it down on my <laughs> prediction sheet. Don't, there we don't, go. don't go bet on it now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's going to be uh, personally 34 17. That's a good. That's a good score. Yeah. That's a really good score. What about you, John? Well, I um, ah, you know, I like it. I'm going to stick with it. I like Joel. He's been good to us and. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just steal his prediction. I like it. I saw somebody today on one of the social media platforms, I'm not exactly sure which, and it wasn't Bills related, talking about anytime there's a double-digit underdog, So, and right now Aaron Rodgers is 10.5, that you bet the under because the whole strategy is that the, the defender is trying to keep the other team from scoring, and like usually they don't score many points either. So I don't know that it's going to be that high scoring of an affair. But every time we've seen that, I, the number was like nine and two of of, of the times really? that there's been a tenth, a double digit dog this year. It was nine 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 times, eleven times, nine of them. Let me say that right. Uh, the under was met, and the other two they didn't say it, but I was I was for sure in my head going they were both Bills games, like literally because when the Bills win, they win by double digits every single time. Mm. I think this game is probably going to be more in the 28 to 17 range, which isn't far off from what you guys are saying, but which still beats the spread. But uh, yeah, it's, it, I'm excited to be there. I'm excited just for the environment. It's just been a great season so far. I don't, there's not a team on the schedule that, that really concerns me. Aaron Rodgers is always a concern, but uh, you know, when Aaron Rodgers is looking at his head coach at the sideline in the middle of a game and just basically mouthing, you know, what are we doing? Yeah. Like there's, there's yeah. some issues I going on there. Well, is weather, this, the weather going to be a factor or no? 60 degrees oh, wow. uh, during during the tailgate. I'm sure it'll dip into the 50s, right? Low to mid 50s during the game. But it's no, there's not supposed to be rain. Although every freaking time the Bills have a, bill, a football game, including Kansas City two weeks ago, the wind starts blowing. Yeah. I don't know why that happens to us. But where are you dome or no dome? Where are you at on that before I let you go? Personally, I like the setup they have in Arizona where you have the option of closing Yep. And, you know, or have an open air. I, I'm an advocate of that. But, I, you know, you got to face it. Uh, the quarterbacks that have had a lot of success, like Drew Brees, Dak Prescott, they have a lot of yardage every year because they're playing in a controlled environment. And a lot yep. of people don't realize that. I don't know if you went to that New England game last year when the wind was, what, 60 miles an hour? 
I was not there. I was smart and stayed home. Yeah, yeah. You're not going to get a lot of yardage in a game like that. So that's. Uh, but I, I think an open air stadium would probably continue to work for the fans. I mean, that's what they want. And. Uh, yep. But we're in a suite, so we're in a controlled environment. So. Stop, stop bragging. <laughs> I'm not I'm bragging. Just, Josh is fortunate to get one for us this year. And so. John's going to be a sweet this weekend, too. So Yes, I will. Yeah, yes, I know you house, will, John. But... So, ladies and gentlemen, you have been tuned into the Off Tackle with John Fita Show, brought to you by the Market Dominator on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network, presented by Picasso's Pizza. Joel, this has been a treat. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Yeah, I appreciate you having me on the show, and you guys are doing an amazing job. And um, hopefully I can be back on here one of these days uh careful what you ask for buddy (laughs) we already talked about planning a show what you call you you came up with the name the the three j's is that what the three j's i like it well might have to get my wife involved next time she uh we we will have to uh come up with a song and the three of us ought to rehearse and sing that i mean i think we cover all the uh alto soprano there we go soprano well i'm definitely not a soprano let's sing the you the three of us can sing the national anthem how's that I'm oh in. Boy. I'm down. I can I can roll the bass on the national anthem for sure. How cool would that be? <laughs> that would be pretty wild. There's people calling for you to sing the national anthem. Is that going to happen? Are. Drop, drop it way, right here. Is that going to happen? Is Joel Allen going to sing yeah. the national anthem? I inquired about that, but they're booked up this year. and oh. So oh. I guess the only only opportunity I would have would be a, if we hosted an AFC championship game. So we'll see. Yeah. Hey, let me know who the people are that are booked. I'm Italian. I got people in Buffalo. We could take care of that for you. It'll be an opening real soon. John, any final comments? I am just uh, incredibly pleased and thankful that you joined our show and gave uh, all of our audience the um, the opportunity to peek into the uh, the house of Alan and uh, the great job that you've done raising your entire Thank you. family. Thank you. Both Amazing. girls, both sons. And we all know that you're just the face of it all, and LaVon is uh, doing all the hard work. And uh, 100%. And, uh, th- She's my rock. We're, yeah. we're, appreci- we're very appreciative of you. Thank you. And I guess yeah, we'll see nice. you at the Halloween party, right? Uh, I'll be there. You got your costume. You I will out? be there. Well, I think it's uh, it's right there. <laughs> I'm, I'm not much of a costume guy, but uh, I'm, I'm not I'm, either. I'm, but I'm I'm going to be Rip, and my my wife's going to be Beth from Yellowstone. Nice. Oh, nice. Yeah, I haven't fun. told Joe. Do you mind if I invite him? Sure. Come on down, Joe. Uh, okay. I'll tell you all about yeah. it. Yeah. Right. Hey, the more Let the merrier. You you know my buddy Paul. He he can't get enough of people. So that's awesome. That's awesome. Oh. Well, thank right. you, everybody, for being, uh, or I should say, for tuning in and for being a part of the show. Thank you all for all the Super Chatters, for uh, the Market Dominator, for House Capital, and Q42. Appreciate all of you for myself, for John, for Joel. Go Bills. Go Bills. Been a pleasure. Go Bills. All right. We'll see you Go guys Bills. Sunday, if not sooner.